I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live all over the country. Thanks to radio stations across the country that broadcast this program. We're thankful for TalkStreamLive.com, who actually links to a lot of those stations. You can listen online there or Aftermath.fm. And if you miss any of the shows, you can always subscribe to Aftermath.media. Not only do you get the shows, but you get library books. You get all kinds of documents you can research. You've got study groups. Sometimes I show up and say hi. have a little discussion there in the library, and it's all there at Aftermath.media. We have a subscription price that's great for a budget, and you get all kinds of cool things. And people all over the country who subscribe, they, they just enjoy it. And they do because they know what they get. They get a lot. We try to give you more bang for your buck at Aftermath.media. Dot media just go there now aftermath.media and uh supports the show we're grateful for those who subscribe and uh and also participate in the social media because we have social media and every once in a while like i say it gets addictive because i get a message from someone and i'm i'm answering questions and replying to them and it's uh, you know and, and there is more response i think than in facebook i mean facebook is just uh, it's a mess so, I mean, I, I post on Facebook only because Facebook exists. I, I, I really do prefer Aftermath because I, I'm in there and I have a chance to talk with people who, I mean, and there are a lot of people with different viewpoints. You know, it's not just an echo chamber. I think a lot of people think, oh, this is Clyde's echo chamber. Because we're, you know, we're open here to a lot of things. I think a lot of people, though, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, they have their values, they have their ideas, and that's great. I, I think, though, that we need to open our minds uh, to a lot of things because anything's possible now. Anything's possible. And, uh, you know, it just, I guess you, you adapt to what is happening. You try to make do with very little now. That's, that's what they're giving you, very little. As a matter of fact, um, you know, today, for a lot of us, it's bill-paying day. It's October 1st. My, my God, I looked at the calendar day, saw October 1st, and I thought, wait a minute, there's supposed to be 31 days, 31 days in September. I thought, no, it's just 30. I don't know the poem. So quit doing the poem. He's doing the poem. I don't know the poem. Uh, anyway, maybe I'll figure it out. I just never learned the poem. I, I, I know my hat has three corners. My Okay. Yeah, he's, now he's doing the, the knuckle thing. I still don't get it, Wes. I don't. I mean, no matter what you do, you could stand on your head and do it, and I wouldn't understand what the hell you're doing. But anyway, so first of the month, it's October 1st. Got to get in the spirit of Halloween, so I'm wearing my mascara. No, I'm just like, I'm not doing that. But anyway. So first of the month, I wake up and I'm going, oh my God, it's the first of the month. I, I, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. And so I'm thinking, well, got to take a look and see what kind of money I have for the month because, you know, this radio thing sometimes pays a lot. Sometimes it's feast or famine. So I'm going, oh, it's bill paying day. I mean, for some of us, it's bill paying week. You know, it's the whole week of just paying. It's exchange day. You're not really getting paid. You're just exchanging the money for, you know, health insurance takes a big bite out of my paycheck as does rent. And of course, all of our bills relating to phone and internet, they're astronomical because I have a teenager, right? So, I mean, we got games and we got, you know, bandwidth to deal with. And, and I got a phone that I use to scroll my scrolling of doom in the morning. I do that. But of course, that's part of my business, you see. And I guess I can write that off as a business expense. But I, I need information sources. And so the internet is there so I can read and study and produce the shows I do. Well, today I woke up, bill-paying day. Woke up, 
needed to transfer funds to my Bank of America account. And I noticed that my account was extremely low. And it seemed a bit odd that I wasn't informed that I was edging close to being overdrawn. You know, you get you get it informed. You get a little, you know, you get a little buzz on your phone saying your your account is going to be overdrawn because you're below 100 bucks. Well, I was below 100 bucks. I'm going, what? Because usually I, I keep a little in that bank account. I don't, I just use it for transactions. I don't use it really all that much for, you know, you know, I, I use it to get food from Grubhub or whatever if, if Liam wants a, you know, snack at night or whatever. So I went to make a deposit, and I was using the bank app, and I get this prompt, right? And the prompt tells me that there was a problem making my transaction. So I did it again, and I did it again. I tried to sign in, and, and no, it, it wouldn't let me sign in. I think something's up here. So I went back, and I went through the motions again. And every time you do it, you feel like a total moron because you're like, okay, you know, something's wrong. It's either me or it's, you know, it's them. So I figured it was them. So, um, I figured this is unacceptable because, you know, money, you know, you take from my account money automatically for insurance. So, I mean, I get a big hefty sum taken out of my bank account because of insurance, health insurance, and then there's other necessities and I couldn't even deposit my money to pay my rent today. So it was hopeless. Now, I know I have a five day, you know, deal with the, the rent and I know that they've been, you know, because of COVID, they, they're very forgiving, but I, yeah, I I'm not going to play that game because, Eventually, they're going to come and collect, and when they do, you, know, you can't just keep putting it off. So money from my account was not transferring. I was worried that I was going to have, you know, a direct, you know, takeout of the money. You know, they, it's, like, it's not direct deposit. It's what they, they immediately take out the money because you have health insurance and you've got life insurance. And so it was just hopeless. I was saying to Janine, what are we going to do? She goes, just send me the money. So, so what I did is I went downstairs got me a cup of coffee and thought, you know, I'm going to write about this today. I'm going to talk about this today. I got, but <laughs> it's funny because ironically I had to go online in order to check and see if my bank was down. And sure enough, I was reading an article in my newsfeed that said customers report bank of America outage in major cities. Bingo. That explains everything. Yeah. It's not me. It's the damn bank. It's something wrong with the bank. The news report that I was reading stated, and I think it was out of Atlanta or something, said that the Bank of America customers were reporting limited to no access to their bank accounts or banking services Friday morning. Apparently, in my case, there was an outage in Seattle, and it caused some problems for the hubs of the Pacific Northwest. And so I found that out on downdetector.com. If you want to find out if your site's down or something, go to downdetector.com, and they'll tell you. So the outage uh, happened this morning, I guess. And it was still going on uh, about 11 a.m. my time. And, uh, and you can imagine what I was thinking, right? Of course, I was thinking about, you know, not only was I thinking about how am I going to pay my damn bills, but I was thinking about Cyber Polygon, of all things. I was thinking that tabletop exercise they did back in June, the World Economic Forum carried out in June, showing how vulnerable banks are to a kill switch. A scenario that would be, you know, carried out by hackers. Hell, it could even be carried out by your government, but then they would make it sound like hackers, another false flag thing that could go on. I mean, it was it was very synchronistic on some level because, I, you know, I've been watching uh, a bit of predictive programming that's happening on one of my favorite TV shows. I said offhandedly, I think it was a couple days ago, that I've been watching this TV show, 911. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, uh, it's, an, it's, it's like, you know, I said, you know, it reminds me of that old, Remember Emergency when we were kids? We used to watch Emergency. It was like one Adam 12, one Adam 12, but it was with uh, 
firefighters in Los Angeles. What was it? Uh, uh, Station 51. Yeah, it was like, and then Rampart. Rampart, negatory Rampart. And, you know, area not Area 51, but, but Station 51. Well, uh, this is like that. It's it's kind of an updated version. So far, I'm in it three episodes because, I mean, the, the premiere was like two, three weeks ago. And in the whole premise so far, it seems to be a bit of predictive programming regarding uh, ransomware hackers. And now they single-handedly bring down Los Angeles with power failures, air traffic control shutdowns, GPS tinkering. Oh, and the GPS thing is hilarious because I have this love-hate relationship with GPS because I take sometimes a lift into work. And these guys follow GPS as if it's God's law. And in this TV series, uh, this woman is, you know, following the GPS and the GPS is being hacked. And so the GPS tells her to turn right and she turns right into a river. And after she turns into the river, she has to call 911 in order to get rescued. And when the fire department shows up to rescue her, there's like 18, 19 different cars that are going into the river all at the same time because they're following GPS and GPS has been hacked. So, and, and of course, there's also bank shutdowns. Uh, in this and it's it's interesting because people go to their atm and they can't get their atm to work or there's this scene where you know these homeless guys are uh, are tinkering with the atm and you know 20 dollar bills are flying out at them of course it's just this huge you know apocalyptic you know shutting down of the electronics in los angeles And, and you know honestly there was something chilling about seeing Los Angeles in shambles. And there was a particularly eerie scene where zoo animals were released because of computer time lock. I think it was at the Griffith Park Zoo or something. So it's the Griffith Park Zoo and and these locks, you know, these time locks unlock. And these docile animals like alpacas, okay. First first you see elephants and you see vultures. and, And there's this one scene where you're seeing this huge giraffe walk by. And for some reason, it's just creepy to see a giraffe walking through the, the, the fire and the fog. And then the firemen go into this building where these people have been attacked and they're bleeding. And they're thinking, well, what would have attacked them? A tiger? No, it was an alpaca for some reason. An alpaca becomes a bloodthirsty predator, right? And as I said, you know, one of the scenes that stood out was how the banks were unable to make transactions and how some ATMs would work while others were spewing out bills at random. Of course, it was chaos. But it reminded me of what was talked about when the World Economic Forum stays their cyber attack drill, a cyber polygon uh, against the major banks. I mean, it was done in order to show that, well, they say that money, cash, is a legacy system of normal banking. And it is a flawed concept, according to the World Economic Forum. And that after a cyber meltdown, the banks would have to develop a currency that would be highly controlled. And to add insult to injury, it would be an infallible digicoin, digital but, you know, you're saying, well, wait a minute, you know, you, you have a huge shutdown. Why would we want to trust a digital coin? Because they would say, well, we have some sort of a cyber utility that is going to prevent this. Basically, they're controlling it, right? So they're controlling whether or not we have these cyber attacks. They're controlling whether or not, you know, we're going to get hit, whether it be a CME, a Carrington, or some other event. But you can always, you know, make it a false flag event where the people that want you to kowtow to their to their uh, desires are going to somehow force a shutdown of the electronics, the IOT, the internet of things. So uh, anyway, so I got to thinking about cyber polygon today because of my bank and what happened with my bank. But I figured I wanted to elaborate a little bit because there was some news that I was uh, going over about a week ago 
that I, I wanted to talk about this before because I was noticing the economy was going flat and uh, the food chain was going flat. But this is something I think very important to talk about tonight. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.